Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. Well, let's get into it with a prayer, and then we'll get into the message. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us this guidance and the ability and the platform to be able to talk to people and to share your word with them. And maybe it will bless somebody today. If it does, Lord, bless them hearty. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Give us this word. Give us the Holy Spirit to help us, guide us, and to teach us, and to help us get this message out to the ones that need it. In your blessed holy name we beg. Amen. The Wonders of the Winds. I can't be the only one that stands outside, and I live near a forest, and listen to the wind blowing through and moving to and fro to new who knows where. We read in the Bible about the four winds, and what do they symbolize? There are four winds of God that represents the four classifications of prophets. Each one is led by the Spirit or an angel of God. These are represented by the north, south, east, and west winds. Every time before God moves, there is always a prophetic wind that blows. Wind is a vector, quantity having both speed and direction. Wind is a movement of air caused by an uneven heating of the earth by the sun. It does not have much substance. You cannot see it or hold it, but you can feel it and its force. Most famous use of the wind as a symbol is the representative of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. In John, he states, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you don't know where the wind comes from or where it goes. That's the way it is with everyone that's born of the Spirit. And that's John 3, verse 8. A further connection between the Holy Spirit and wind is seen in the Pentecost when the coming of the Spirit was accompanied by a sound like a rushing mighty wind. And that's Act 2 and 2. Just as we cannot see the wind, but notice its sometimes very powerful effect, so it is with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit's role is to glorify the Father and the Son and to indwell believers, both tasks making Him unseen and yet highly noticeable. Further, the Holy Spirit works in unpredictable ways. We can't control or manipulate Him into doing our bidding, nor can we anticipate what He will do next. The Holy Spirit is also like the wind in His, that He breathes life into believers at the moment of the conversion. He convicts the believer of sin the same way that the wind of the Old Testament often was a sign of judgment. For purposes of comparisonship, status analysis, and compulsion of averages, the wind vectors may be broken into zoner components, east and west, and metadonian component, north and south. Zonal means a latitude circle or west-east direction. Zonal flow in the meteorological term regards atmospheric circulation, followed by a general flow pattern along the latitudinal lines as opposed to the metaonial flow along the longitude lines. Zonal in the complex of physics connotes the tendency of flux to conform to a pattern parallel to the equator of a sphere. Generally, zonal flow of the atmosphere brings a temperature contrast along the Earth's longitude. Extratropical cyclones in the environment tend to be weaker, moving faster and producing relatively low impact on the weather. Meridional means a longitudinal circle or in a north-south direction. 
metadonal flow in the general air pattern from north to south or from south to north along the Earth's longitude lines perpetuating to a zonal flow. This pattern is responsible for most instances of extreme weather. It is not only are storms stronger in that type of flow regiment, but the temperatures can change extremes as well, producing heat waves or cold waves depending on the equator ward or pole ward direction of the flow. These terms are often used in the atmospheric or earth sciences to describe global phenoms such as metadorical wind or zonal average temperature. Strictly speaking, zonal means more than the simple more than simply in a direction, it is also implied a degree of localization, meridional direction, so that the phenom in question is localized in the zone of a certain part of the planet. So the differences in atmospheric pressures generate wind. At the equator, the sun warms the water and the land more than it does at the rest of the globe. Warm equator air rises higher in the atmosphere and migrates towards the poles. This is a low-pressure system. At the same time, cooler, denser air moves to the Earth's surface towards the equator to replace the heated air. This is a high-pressure system. The wind generally blows from the high-pressure system areas into the low-pressure areas. The boundaries between the two are called a front. The complex relationship between the fronts cause different types of wind and weather patterns. Here by convention, the east wind or eastern winds means one that is blown from the east and so on. We can see from the contrast renewal of the wind movement or the movement of the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. The Bible contains several references to the power of the wind, its variability, and its destructional potential. Besides such allegorical images and many places that the wind is referred to in practical terms, only the four basic directions east, west, north, south are talked about, and intermediately directions are rarely mentioned, for example like northeastern or southwest. Out of the, the four winds of the Bible, the east wind is the one that is mentioned the most and is generally described as a very strong hot and dry wind. In the book of Genesis, around verse 41 in chapter 41, it has references that it talks about the heads of grain that sprouted then got weathered by the scorching east wind. The book of Ezekiel tells about how the strong winds and tall vines were uprooted and got completely withered and stripped of their fruit by the dry east wind. The east wind of the Bible is also a fierce wind. It can destroy ships on the high sea. It can scatter and sweep out people. The book of Exodus describes how God brought the ten different forms of the plagues all over Egypt. The seventh plague was a plague of hail, and it was followed the next day by the eighth plague, which is the plague of locusts. The sequence was such a massive hailstorm that had already rendered the ground wet. The next morning, God used the east wind to bring in the swarm of locusts which found the wet, sandy soil to be ideal of an environment to lay their eggs and breed in huge numbers. Whatever had survived the hail was completely devoured by the locusts. The following day, God changed the direction of the wind to a very strong west wind. It caught the locusts up and carried them into the Red Sea, and not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt. The strong and dry east wind again played a major role in parting the waters for the Red Sea to enable the Israelites to cross dry ground. God used that strong east wind to drive back the sea 
and turn it to dry land and divide the waters. The sheer power of the east wind that made all of this possible was remembered for a long time. And it was even talked about in Psalms 78 and 26. In the book of Hosea, there is a warning for anyone who feeds on the winds, pursuing the east wind all day long and multiplies lies and violence. In the east wind of the Lord, from which the Lord will come, blowing from the desert, his spring will fall and his well will run dry. His storehouse will be plundered up with all of its treasures. Hosea speaks of the fruitless deeds of the evildoers and the words that they sow in the wind and reap in the whirlwind. Now the west wind brings rain, which is a remedy against the east wind, and it's very refreshing. The west wind blows from the setting sun to the reveal of the end of the day and of the age, even a restoring of all things. The north wind brings rain, hailstorms, and brilliant flashes of lightning. The north wind brings conviction, judgment, revoking, and all sorts of commitment. In Jeremiah 51, 16, when he shall utter his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heaven, and he causes the vapors of the, them to ascend from the ends of the earth, and make the lightnings in the rain, and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures, the south wind. The south wind could be hot or gentle. In the gentle state of the south wind, it brings peace, quietness, and tranquility. In Job 37:17, how thy garments are warm when he quieteth the earth by the south wind. He causes the east wind to blow in the heavens by his power. He brought the south winds in Psalms 78:26, Acts 27:13, and the south wind blew softly, supposing that they were obligated to their purpose, losing thence they sailed close by Crete. The power of the four winds in the Bible is tremendous, both figuratively and practically. It can churn the great seas, and it can uproot and scatter powerful empires. The combined powers of the four winds of heaven was not to be deployed against the nation of Elam, but to scatter the people in all different directions from Jeremiah 41:36. On the contrary, in another situation of a positive nature, the four winds are called upon to gather together and breathe life to the slain that were that they might live again in Ezekiel 37 and 9. But of greater significance is the reference to the four winds and the event that work will occur when the Son of Man returns in His glory. And we see that in Matthew 24 and Mark 13. He will send His angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather His elect from the four corners of the earth and the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other, and from one end of the earth to the ends of heaven. So there's a third kind of role in the four winds that would be playing in the last of times. John in his vision saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. And we see that in Revelations 7 and 1. This would amount to the circulation pattern of the atmosphere in which no highs or no lows whatsoever or the atmosphere was infiniting calm. Well, I hope that told you a little bit about the winds and we look forward to uh, having another podcast on this a little bit later. We'll close in a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful grace. And we thank you, Lord, that you are in control. We thank you, Lord, that we can lean on you in times of trouble and you will carry us through. Bless those that listen to this and bless those that pass it on. In your blessed holy name, amen. 
I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.